Yeah. Alex tells me all like her secrets before we're recording. She's like, before the mic comes on. And I like just lean over and I hit the He's such on. a jerk. He like records and then he's like, I have so much gossip on you. <laughs> it's not even gossip. It's just your ridiculous life stories. <laughs> Welcome to Maker and Creator, the podcast about culture and creativity and how it affects us. My name is Jai Smith, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Alex Adams, also known as Ms. Darlinghurst. Hi, Jai. How are you feeling? I'm good, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, because we know you're sick. Okay, well, I'm battling, battling a little bit of a cold, but I'm sinking hot toddies right now <laughs> and loving it. Yeah, just adding more lemon and, and hot water to your whiskey habit. But. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is episode six. Uh, and we're not alone in the room, as always, and uh, joined by a guy I haven't seen for, I reckon, 10 years. I think it's about that, yeah. You yeah, have yeah. to be, because yeah, you look like an adult now, uh, <laughs> which is weird. It's good to know I look like a child yeah. before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I think we both did. Like, yeah, yeah, true. Know, uh, Nick you look the same. Maybe you just looked really old when we first I met. Think, I think I've just always... caught up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've just filled in the gaps. Uh, sorry, Nick Marisette. It's Marisic. Oh, Marisic. I, knew, I knew I thought I was going to stumble yeah. over that. Uh, who also has an alter ego uh, as Trance McShady. And, That's uh, correct, yes. We'll unpack that in a bit. Because honestly, I'm not even going to try and articulate what you're doing now. I know, I know the, the the clothing line of yours is is very specific, but when I met you, you're in a big kind of transition period. Um, yeah. And Trans McShady literally was an alter ego for you. And it, it, it was almost like a performance artist thing, right? Mm. I, I, think, I think so. That's where it was born. It's where it was born out of, but uh, no, I don't think it was a performance artist. It was still always T-shirts, but I didn't know it was going to be what it's become now. Right. Um, which really creatively feels like the path forward for me and the path that I, I finally feel like I have a path now as right. a creative. Yeah. And so what, what happened in those early days? Like what inspired you even have that idea. Like I met you standing in a coffee shop one day. Yeah. That's where I met you as well. Yeah. <laughs> as well, a handsome Brewster who yeah. knew how to make, you know, a soy cappuccino. <laughs> it was like, you should get the hot guy. Yeah. <laughs> I swear that was the only reason people went to that cafe shop. Yeah. It was like all the skeg schoolgirls were lining up yeah. to see Nick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like the skeg schoolgirls. Yeah, I'm that, not going to lie. This, um, this, this has taken a dark turn already. <laughs> I'm okay. not saying he liked them. I'm saying they liked him. I know. I think he said they liked them. I was, I, was, I was young. I was young enough. <laughs> For it to not be illegal. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's a whole other kettle of fish. Uh, yeah, it was great, great coffees there. So uh, like everyone who, I guess everyone who starts as creative, but certainly everyone who starts as an actor, um, right. becoming a barista or at least working in hospitality is something you have to endure for a little while. And yeah. it, look, endure, you get to meet people and all of that is about storytelling and so you're getting to hear all these stories constantly and just see people from different walks of life you wouldn't normally experience, which is good research. Um, but, yeah, as a creative, I think, I, I think I've always been drawn to telling stories. Yeah. And when I was younger, my dad had a, a video camera like, and he would annoyingly take footage of us like – on holidays, we would have to do our little video segments of the diary. <laughs> cute. Um, That's so cute. Yeah, it did actually end up being really cute because he ended up cutting together for each of our like 21st right. birthday video. And I got to watch myself grow up, which yeah, is re- amazing. Um, but my brother and I used to get hands on this camera 
uh, and just make our own films because we were real um, uh, like 80s action film fans, you know, real simple films but really great films. Um, and I think that's where I sort of got into storytelling and I think also being quite a confident and almost arrogant young child taking the center stage and so that storytelling being about performance right. was just something that came naturally and something that I was congratulated for growing up. Okay. And so I was like, this is what I'm good at. This is what I'm meant to do, you know, as young people do, not really knowing. So it was acting, it was your first That's what first I was love. following. That's right. why I came to Sydney. Um, Where are you from you originally? Perth. Okay. So, yeah, I grew up in Perth and... <clears throat> Got into acting at high school. Again, because of the type of person that I was and my understanding of story, I think I was, I could pass as an actor. I don't think I'm a particularly good actor. I just think I I have those things. And as a young person, you're like, wow, they're a good actor. (laughs) So got into that and then, you know, came over to study at NIDA, um, which is why I came to Sydney and got really like, that school gets under your skin and makes you like, I'm going to be a fucking star. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to conquer the world. Yeah. Um, got out, wasn't really the case. And also just found out through when you start out, you've got to do everything and you're not like you train to dissect a, a, a personality and show that. And you're then put out there just advertising milk. Um, and you're like, what did I, you know, this isn't actually what I'm about. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's where I sort of started to discover that I am a storyteller, not an actor. And an actor is a pawn in the story that is right. told how to tell the story. Yeah. You know? How interesting. So I was like, right, I kind of want to act, um, but I want to create my own content. So I started writing my own web series, which is currently still in post-production. Made that. And as I was starting to get into the directing vibe of it, like in pre-production, I was like, this is what I, I want to do. This is really yeah. fun, you know, organizing everything. And because I have like control issues as well. So <laughs> that's a really great, like it's quite cathartic for that. Yeah. How long ago was this, Nick? When was this happening? Felix Barbosa and the Dilettantes. That's Felix that's Barbosa. It. Oh. That was your character. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was the alter ego. The so that's who yeah. I started developing as a performer. And that's how it sort of carried me into directing as well. So when was Felix Barbosa? When was that character? Felix Barbosa, the character was developed pretty much straight out of drama school when I went through a horrible breakup and I kind of turned to comical music to like – I don't know, heel. Yeah. Um, and just created this real sort of loud mouth braggart character. Did a few sort of cabaret performances with him. Um, and they, they seemed to be received quite well. And I think that's when I sort of had the first idea for what Felix Barbosa and Dilettantes was going to become, a, a short film about Felix Barbosa at that stage. <laughs> like, how do you even yeah. get there? Like, you, I swear to you, you operate on another level. Like, I think about, oh, what am I going to have for dinner tonight? And what are, you know, maybe I want to go on a holiday one day. And you think of, like, these crazy musicals and your brain operates like, wh- differently. Yeah, what were you trying to get out? Um... I don't know. I still, I still, I still don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I think what draws me to stories is their power, right? Their power to change people, societies, and history. You know, you can change history just by the way you tell it. Um, and it's that's what turns me on about it. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how how to answer that. What I'm getting out. 
something, something that I think needs to be heard yeah. in some way. And it changes throughout time. So, for example, Felix Barbosa, he started off as this heartbroken sort of love-singing character with attitude. But then I went through a pretty dark period where I sort of suffered with pretty bad anxiety and depression. And this story then became a telling of that, but right. a really comical one. Like when I say it like that, you, the room just got duller, like everyone's prepared to kill themselves, but it's not. No, no, no. It's but something no, maybe no. at the end of it you'd go, oh, this is actually you came from, because it's about a character who loses his sound and then goes on a mystical journey, a yeah. very comical mystical yeah, yeah. journey to rediscover that sound. And the sound is a metaphor for self-belief, your yeah. ego, you know? Um so still was kind of vibing on being an actor when I'm making this as well. Start getting G'd up about being a director making it. Shooting it, I'm like, fucking, I'm never making another thing again. I aged so, it's so stressful, especially when you're making stuff on a shoestring budget, yeah. you know? And like that project cost me not what you would consider a shoestring amount, but yeah. in film terms, it, it's a pittance. Yeah. Um, what were the biggest challenges? Well, ones that I gave to myself, really. Yeah. So if you ever take a script writing course, one of the first pieces of advice I give you is set it in one room, have mm-hmm. two characters, you know, make it easy to film. Um, so <laughs> mine had probably about 16 characters in it and not just that, I only wanted two performers playing all of the characters um, and it was set on the moon for part of it, in someone's <laughs> mind, in someone's brain, in someone's uh, heart, in someone's testicles and in someone's anus. Yeah. Um, so just trying to achieve that, that. filmically. How do you make a room look like an anus? Well, so we, we, did, dark, it, we did it with, um, with rear projection. <laughs> so, Sorry, was that a pun? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a pun. I thought it was amazing. Uh, yes, 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 it was. Yes, yes, yeah, I did it, it. yeah. <laughs> I think that much. Um, yeah, we did it with rear projection, so... Um, I can't hear it anymore. For, well, for the brain, um, we had a like a brain scan sort of pulsing as a projection. Okay. For the heart, it was a heart pulsing. For testicles, it was sperm swimming. And for the anus, it was something else, but I'll, I'll let you see yeah. it when it okay. comes out. Um, Sorry, what year did you start to make this? So I started making the short film, Jesus, in, well, the web series in uh, 2014. And, yeah, I have been held up a long time. I I learned a lot during making it. One of the biggest challenges when you're making something on a small budget is you're getting industry professionals who believe in you and the product to give their time free. Yep. So you get their time when they have their time. Uh, so editing took a really long time. Finding a VFX artist to do, even though we tried to do all effects for real because I didn't want any VFX, there's still a few things we had to do. Just finding a VFX artist took a year. Getting him in dribs of drabs for a year. Finally gave him the push. Realized the title sequence is wrong. I have to start animating the title sequence, which I've decided to do myself because I can't find an anima- animator. So teaching myself how to animate as well. Um, so that's a long journey. I think it's going to be out next year. But after making it, I was like, I don't really want to make them. And after watching it, I was like, I don't really want to be an actor because I'm not as good as the person next to me. And I don't think I ever will be. And it mm. makes me feel uncomfortable looking at myself. Um and I guess kind of came to a bit of a hiatus as a creative, really. Um, yeah. 
changed jobs, learned how to build things by making sets and props for a little while um, and had a change of relationship, which I guess shifted me and trance came back. Uh, trance just... It see, I was drawing a lot and I was like, all right, well, I've got these pictures. I should be putting them on shirts like before. But then everything about trance just sort of actually started becoming uh, a reflection of, I guess, the, the better parts of myself. Um, and it's kind of making me become a better person through it. Yeah. So to be clear to listen to that, so Trance McShady is another character, just like Felix Barbosa's no. character? No. Well... That's a hard question to answer right now. I don't even know if I'm fully comfortable even saying that I'm Nick Marisich and that's Trance McShady because part of the advertising campaign is, as you probably remember, the first time I came up with it, Jai, was um, who is Trance that's McShady, right. right? And I had all these people just filming him on my little handy cam saying, oh, Trance McShady is this or Trance McShady is that. Yeah, It's a similar idea now, but there's... Four guys and four girls all claiming to be the real Trans McShady. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> like, would the real Slim Shady please stand up? Like, kind of like much. that? <laughs> pretty much. Um, so, yeah, I mean, definitely like that because it's a rap uh, as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, so who is Trans McShady? I guess everyone's Trans McShady. That's right. what I'm trying to okay. say and I think what I'm trying to achieve with this. Yeah. So how do you describe Trans McShady now? Okay, Trance McShady is, uh, I guess a good way to describe it would be the two slogans for the company. One is, life's too short not to draw dicks. And (laughs) the other is, um, because the earth deserves better and so do you. And these are two things that, like I said, it reflects me, things that I feel very passionate about, I think, as a culture, we are becoming overly politically correct where it's actually leading to a form of stasis where people are becoming afraid to express their points of view. Yep. Um, you know, leftism is almost becoming the new censorship in, in that sense. Um, so I think it's good to be offended. I think it's good to create offensive content. I think people should be challenged. I think that's the way you inspire debate and create change. And that's always been the principle of satire. Fuck yeah. Which is to, to is to mm. provide a perspective where people, because if you if you think about satire and wit, it is an objective look at something, but with the purpose of not being hurtful, but the the point of being realistic about something. Mm. And from real is it like the the funniest people and the wittiest people say incredibly insightful things because they're truisms. Mm. And so that's always really rung strong with me is that what what's what's wrong right now is because people are afraid of that satire again because suddenly satire is under such scrutiny, is that you suddenly stop remembering how to look at things objectively again. Yeah, I guess I guess so, yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's just shock value, right? Like if you go to the <coughs> Trans McShady website, your cursor is a little penis. A little penis. A yeah, little look, I'm going to change that. Oh, I like uh, it. Don't no, change like it. it. I no, like it, yeah. mom, My mom doesn't like it. It was she... weird clicking on baby things with the That's <laughs> Okay, yeah, that was weird. So I, yeah. I made a mistake as well. With, with, um, <laughs> I made a mistake. Yeah. I made terrible mistakes in my life. <laughs> I'm going to have some confession time here. Confess um, your sins. We want to know it all. So one thing I like to do with the care label of Transmixshade, it's, it's part of Transmixshade is attention to detail, right? All, all things. <laughs> And so even the care label has a a little humorous thing on it, right? And I think one of them is I'm touching your nipples. Um, (laughs) Because, I mean, the shirt is, right? It's just saying what it's doing. 
Um, but I, I, when I was making on the computer the baby's one, oh, no. I forgot uh-huh. to change that. Uh-huh. So the baby one's got him touching uh-huh. your nipples on it. And I'm, like, I'm sure no one will look at it, but if they do, uh-huh. you know, God. it's what it is. Well, um, they're going to look at it now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah. And so for people who don't know, the baby ones, because I don't think they <laughs> yeah. explain okay. this. Sorry, let's go back you to the start. You make clothes, yeah. you have amazing um, organic cotton T-shirts for men and women, and you also have organic cotton baby wear, from what I can understand. Yeah, but yeah, maybe you yeah. can elaborate a little bit further so you don't sound super creepy. Um, <laughs> yeah, a good good call. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a there's a men's range, a, baby, uh, a, a women's range, a baby's range. Soon there will be a children's range as well. Um and the whole basis of Transmix Shady is that, like, so the because the earth deserves better and so do you, the other part, which is just, you know, how wasteful we are, how we know the destructive path that we're going down and we're just like, yep, dip, 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 let's keep walking it, yeah. you know. Um, and I really want to change that. I don't think you can change consumerism. I think that's something I enjoy, consumerism. I like getting something nice for myself, but mm. you can do it in a way that is nice for the planet too. Yep. Um, and I think that should be the norm really. And so that's what I'm trying to do. So it's all organic cotton. Um, it's all fair wear accredited, which means the people who manufacture the garments are paid a good wage. Uh, I think four out of six of the adult garments and the entire baby range is, um, manufactured in a carbon neutral Factory that uses really? all its energy from solar and wind power. Amazing. Um, Where is that? That's in India. Um, the what else do I do down that path? Of course, all packaging that I use is recycled paper. I hand stamp myself all the stamps mm. on them. Really, the, the shirts that I print, I print with my own hands um, wow. with uh, solvent-free water-based paints. Um, the hand stamp is also water-based and solvent-free. Uh, all packaging is recycled paper. I think I think I said that. My business cards are made from recycled cotton offcuts from the t-shirt. Oh, really? Wow. Um, so everything that something I decided recently when rejigging this idea of mine was everything about it has to be on point with that. I I don't want to be caught out in any way where someone's like, this is better. You know, I, yeah. I want this to be supreme, to be something that you bike as you trust, you know. We're um, almost resetting the benchmark, right? For I, where people- I, I, I hope so. And mm. the next stage, which I don't want to mention just yet, it lifts it again. Um, so that's one of the big parts of it. The other parts, life's too short not to draw dicks. So some of the prints are, I guess, slightly on the offensive side. I've tried to include a few more that aren't so abrasive just because I feel like I'm marginalizing my market. Yeah. But you can buy just the plain white cotton? No, I'm not, I'm not, not no? selling that yet, okay. but I, I will in the next, the next stage. So take us back. How do you go from creating, um, you know, these uh, web series and these characters? How have you evolved now into fashion? An ethical fashion. Yeah, well, storytelling, really. Um, I, I guess that, that's that's the only drive. Fashion is 100% storytelling. You are telling your story to the yeah. world. This is how I see myself. Yeah. This is what I want to present myself as, yeah. right? Um, so I guess that is a natural transition, but not one that I, you know, thought about consciously. Um, I think... I, I was drawing pictures, which is another form of storytelling. Yep. Um, 
And I was just like, right, well, I, I started drawing this whole series of Donald Trump pictures, um, which I turned into an adults-only colouring book, um, <laughs> making colouring great again. Um, <laughs> it's colour therapy. It's a thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, I, I don't, I've got the – yeah, they're yeah, great. I don't know if this is therapy. The images are pretty offensive. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, of course, printed with vegetable base inks on 100% recycled paper. <laughs> Um, because you know, fuck the print industry and fuck the fashion industry as yeah. well. Like they're both terrible industries. Um, so am I trying to move into the print world? Not really, but that was just a way to put the pictures out. I was like, that's a great idea. Then I had these other pictures, and I was like, well, I can put them on shirts, and then I can use the part of me that you know is is ethical, the part that wants to create change, the part that drives you as a storyteller. Yeah to do it so i don't want to sell a million shirts i just want to sell enough to pay me so i don't have to do other work and figure the way to reward the customer for that in a sense is to just constantly create really interesting visual content to go with it which uses my training as an actor and a director as well um to then just go you know what fuck an ad why not make a really cool video yeah. which just has the product in it? It doesn't yeah. even need to say this is the product. Just make something that people want to see and that people go, I like this thing and I'm going to support it because it turns me on as a person. Yeah, I feel like Nick epitomizes making and creating. Yeah, like, I was just thinking that. You know, that you're just constantly making and creating something. I mean, we're really interested, I guess, in this podcast about the decisions that have led or, you know, the in, things that have happened in life that have led you to make these leaps and bounds into making and creating. Mm. You've mentioned a couple of times, like, you had a breakup and then you created Felix Bobo. You had another breakup and then sort of started on the trance journey. I know every time I have a breakup, I change the color of my hair <laughs> and I try and change something and go on a different journey. I want yeah, to start yeah. a new business. Yeah. Is that sort of similar with you? I, I, I guess so. I mean, I don't like saying the phrase that out of, you know, you must suffer for your art kind of thing. Mm. Um, but it's kind of true for me. Um, and I don't say that in a bad way. Like, I enjoy the suffering. I've learned to enjoy it because you're hugely prolific during that time. Um, it can be... You are, right? Like, I feel like I'm way more creative when I'm so down and devastated yeah. than when I'm really happy and everything's great. Of, of, of course. Uh, you know, it's a great... Um, I think it applies to everything, especially like music. There's a saying that, you know, you enjoy a song when you're happy and you understand it when you're sad. Yeah. Um, the lyrics speak to you so much more when you're exactly. sad. So, look... Uh, yeah, so struggle does lead to it, but it's not a, a, a painful thing for me anymore. You know, you just kind of use what's coming to you because I actually probably find the parts that are more painful and what can be a problem with that is when you're happy, you're not really like... It's like when I'm happy, I need to have already thought of the project and then I can just use that happiness yeah. to do it, you know? But like to get the project, you need a little bit of, a little bit of sadness, I reckon. Yeah. What would happen if you stopped making things? Uh, if I stopped making things, um, <laughs> I don't think I, I ever have and I don't think I, I can. I, I, yeah. Like I, I don't understand how people have jobs and are happy with them. 
Yeah. You know, like I try my best and I, I constantly change jobs because I'm always looking for, oh, new, learn a new skill or I can <laughs> enjoy this part of it. But after a while, so I, I don't want to be here. Yeah. Um, and I feel like creating is because I don't want to work for someone. I want to work for myself. And so, and I want to work, you know, yeah. like I want to create. Um, so don't, I, I can't. Yeah. Don't, shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> where do you think you do your best work? Where? Yeah. How, what, what do you mean by where? Is there an environment or situation that kind yeah, of brings out the best Yeah, it's Yeah. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. Not necessarily heartbroken, but definitely um, my emotions fuel everything in, in, in my life. Is there a consequence of that? Fuck yeah. I, I, I'm quite an explosive person, I, I think, because of it. You know, yeah. like um, I really live in the extremes of my emotions and the, the I have very few friends, but they're people who fucking cherish me because yeah. of that. But I really, uh, it alienates me from a lot of people and makes relationships quite different. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is probably why I continue getting heartbroken <laughs> <laughs> and then create more stuff. So yeah. it's a win-win situation. Everyone's yeah. a winner. Look, it's a winner for the consumer who gets to buy your awesome t-shirts. <laughs> oh, I, I hope. I hope so. I hope so. So, what do you think's next? Uh, next is Transmix Shady, and yep. I, I know. I know what's next. It's the first time I've felt this driven. I know the next idea for the business where where we're going. I know the next line I want to do as well. Um, I know the next advertising campaign. I haven't even finished this one, you know. And when I say advertising campaign, I want to clarify: not, I'm not making ads, you know. You I, don't, I'm, you don't mean my job. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, that would probably be a job that I could do. Yeah. Um, I was about to say that. <laughs> we should um, talk to you more. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's I, I, I want to, I want to make things where people just go, "Hey, this is cool. I want to watch this," and then watch it and don't necessarily buy something, but just vibe on it and share it. You know, I just want. At this stage, I'm just thinking and getting the word out. You know? yeah. And these ads for your for tra- for transmission. So yeah. for for example, um, what I've just been shooting, um, I decided to have. For men and for women claiming to be the real Trans McShady in a rap song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I wrote a rap song uh, and it doesn't sound that naff. Like I actually wrote, <laughs> it's okay. Um, we'll share the link. We'll embed yeah, can we get it a so link? that Is the well, audio available? No, I uh, just finished shooting it the other day. Can we get day. No, no, but I mean yet, the audio. But uh, uh, no, I'm not going to put the audio. Can we get it? Can we get a little snippet? I can give you a little yeah, snippet. No, yeah, we'll, I can give we'll you a put snippet. it in. 100%. Here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing technology. Dear future Jai, insert audio here. All <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> um, yeah, so music video for that. So, yeah, wrote the rap. Have the performers that are in it reference the print that they're wearing ah, in a subtle way. Good product um, placement. And just make a really fucking cool 90s hip hop style video. Oh, amazing. You know, it's something oh. I vibe on, you know. Yeah, like yeah. The, the reference material for it was Beastie Boys, Fight for Your Life, Revisited, you know. So which good. Is, oh, so amazing. Good, yeah. um, uh, childish Gambino, Bambino. Yeah, Gambino. Um, this is America and uh, Riff Raff, uh, Dolce and Gabbana. And it, it, it's just this world that just goes, I want to look at you, you know? And so I just made this rap song, organized that, recorded it. That was a nightmare. 
organized a shoot for it. I've been incredibly busy recently, but yeah. it's yeah, it's all going to come together, and I feel like that project sums up everything. You know, it's got the ethics, but it's also using my past to sort of shape my future. Nick, do you ever get downtime? I mean, I'm getting tired just listening to everything that you're doing. What well, do you do for downtime? You've caught me at a pretty hectic time. Uh, like I'm moving state as well. Uh, you said you're moving to the GC. How come? Uh, well, GC, I, Gold yeah. Coast? Yeah, GC. The OGC. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the original Gold, Gold Coast. Coast. <laughs> Not that new Gold Coast <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you, you know your kids are shit. talking about. Um, yeah, so I've I got some friends up there and also there are some markets up there that uh, are eco-based and I feel this product really fit in there. I feel like it's a beach vibe as well. Cooler, easier lifestyle. i get to go surfing more too. So lo- lots of positives for that. Um, but yeah, life is, is chaotic at the moment. But downtime... I get to go to Croatia in like, I think two weeks oh, after I move out beautiful. of my house um, to see my parents over there. Oh, incredible. Go hang out a bit. So you were born in Croatia? No, 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 no. no, no. The they're Marisic going on a Claire. holiday. Oh, they've uh, gone dad, on holiday. Okay. Even my dad, who's the only Croatian out, out of my parents, was um, born in Perth. Uh, but we, we've gone back a few times. It's just a really nice holiday. I'll take a computer so I can keep working, yeah. but that's, you know, downtime. Because if I'm not... I'll be stressed otherwise. Yeah. So you've got to do something to chill. As take, well. take the edge off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is. It's like a drug. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, thank you so much for sharing everything that you're doing. It's, um, yeah, you, you definitely, as I said, epitomize making and creating. And I suddenly feel like I've done nothing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I've got nothing to show for it yet, so don't make those accusations. I'm just curious to see what you're going to do next. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know, I know, and I'm excited. <laughs> Uh, and that's that's what I think I was saying earlier on is that it's the first time where I feel like I'm, I know my path as a creative. So it's quite liberating. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And for people who want to find out a little bit more about Trans McShady, what's your web address or how uh, can they reach you? Uh, the, be- the best way to sort of keep up to date with what I'm doing is probably on Instagram at Trans McShady. Yep. Um, and I also have a website, www.transmixshady.com, but it's currently being rebuilt, so please don't judge me on it. <laughs> but if you do go on the website, make sure you move the cursor around because right now it's a little dick. Yeah. yeah. And, and a shit. <laughs> yeah, there's a little poo there. there. Yeah. A little poo and a little oh, dick. So that's, wow. that's all changing because my mum was offended. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Got to keep mum happy. Yeah. Uh, well, look, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Maker and Creator. Jai and I are um, absolutely loving this podcast and really loving everyone's support online uh, if you want to drop us a line maybe you've got um, something creative that you want to share with us or a suggestion of who we should get on the show you can touch base with Jai he's at at Jai Smith or at Double Star Co you can drop me a line I'm at Ms Darlinghurst on all social media and uh, yeah I think that's about it thank you very much Nick thanks no Nick thank you.